Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grabbag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the Megalodon of this episode. Andrew, with me, the one you definitely don't need a bigger boat for, Keith. Hello. And of course, our very first special guest, our man, Peter. Nah, just kidding. His name's actually Dave, but that intro would have worked so much better if your name was actually Peter. But for the first time, our friend Dave. Uh, if anyone who has ever checked out my stream, you probably may recognize him. He's an old friend of me and Keith, and he's played quite a bit of games. So welcome, Dave. Hey, everybody. And this week was a double listener pick. Uh, we had two listeners, both Bill and Curtis, recommended that we check out Maneater by Tripwire Studios. So Maneater is a third-person shark simulator. They or... call it a shark PG <laughs> when they were when they were Ooh, like doing cover. Yeah, I, I watched a little interview about them talking about this game. Yeah, they called it a shark PG. I mean, I just I just considered it like an Australian simulator, you know. Even though technically I think this takes place in the States. Yeah, there's like the bayous of America. I think it's supposed to be like Florida. I don't know. I just figured it was Australia because everything's trying to kill you. But yeah, Maneater, you take the place of a first off a tiny shark and you progressively eat your way up the food chain. And as you may have guessed with the name, eventually start eating men and women and children. No, not children. There's no children. No, they, they don't go that far. But yeah, so going around, uh, I will start. For me, this was definitely no, not a, this was a game. I wouldn't say definite. It had its flaws, but as far as the Game Pass game goes, this was actually a lot of fun. It it definitely has its issues, but I enjoyed my time. I mean, not to restate Andrew, but basically the same is this is a game that's definitely worth checking out, but it's not going to be any game of the year. It's not going to be the best thing I've ever played. But it's short enough. It doesn't overstay its welcome, and it is oddly a lot of fun. So it's still a game. And I agree with both of you. I think it's a game. It's pretty simple, and it reminds me actually a lot of some older games that we've played, but it's still a lot of fun and good time waster. I think, you know, leveling up your shark and doing a lot of things. It was good. Yeah, that's like a, the best way to I think, describe it. It's just like a simple time waster. But uh, yeah, the overall story of Maneater, as I said, you first start off as an adult-sized shark, and you're going around wreaking havoc. And you end up getting captured by a famous shark hunter. And the story actually places a nature documentary where it's following this guy, Salty Pete. Was it Salty? Was it Pete? I think it's Salty Pete. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like sure. <laughs> it's name, name irrelevant. Yeah. Angry <laughs> fisherman. I remember his name Salty. I at least remember that bit. But yeah, you uh, are, it's essentially supposed to be like a documentary. And it's supposed to be you know, the perspectives of the human and how this guy, his whole life goal is basically just to kill all the sharks. So he ends up capturing what ends up being your mother. And rips you out of the womb, and so you start as a little baby, and you are going around trying to grow up and avenge your mother. And that was about it for the story. Like the story for me, I was I'll, I'm gonna already say I thought the story was super disappointing. I mean, I, you kill his son, so there's that. that that's a plot twist. Which yeah, but that well, yeah, <laughs> wait, spoiler, spoiler geez, I didn't even get geez. that far. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, Dave. It really doesn't change the game. I can promise you that. Dave thought for sure the shark became friends with the humans, and now you just ruined it. <laughs> Ran for president, Sorry. at least. But yeah, I, I don't know what you guys thought of the story. I like for me. I, I was hoping there, the story was too light. There was only like a f- handful of cutscenes, and I thought it would have done so much better if it leaned more into a comedy. Like this game should have gone full comedy, it, but it like it, it tiptoed being comedy and serious. I don't know. What, what did you guys think of the story? 
I mean, so it's funny because I actually, I mean, well, I, I'll start out. I didn't think it was great, but I watched this video today because I was just, a, I was trying to rehash some of like the funnier moments of the game and put together some stuff. And this guy had this video, like deadpan serious, talking about how like Shark Hunter or Maneater is like the best game that's ever been made. And he, he cracks a joke about the storyline, about how it's like deeply emotional. It gets you right from the beginning because it's a serious video. No, oh, it, okay. <laughs> it took me like half the video though. I swear it was, it, and once it did, it cracked me up because it was, but yeah, the storyline is they like try to pull these weird heartstrings on you. Like, Oh, the sharks killed my dad. I don't care. I, I just want to get out there and chomp, chomp, chomp. That's what I think. I thought it was fine. It was, I thought it was funny. It definitely hit some funny beats, but it was like you said, like there's a lot of gameplay in between cutscenes and stuff so meh yeah the cutscenes are like a minute long if even that and yeah it's supposed to be like this documentary and it's constantly like you know salty Pete trying to train his son to be the next shark hunter but his son he just wants to be a marine biologist and he's soft and can't work the boat and it was just like this weird family dynamic they were trying to go with and it's just like man this is lame like just just go full comedy Like what, what? What is this whole family dynamic? Like I'm just I'm a mindless shark eating people. I like the it hashtags. definitely. I thought they were funny. Oh, oh yeah, like the <laughs> hashtags are actually kind of funny. And and you're right. It would have been so much better if it was just a straight up comedy. It would have made sense. Like because really throughout the whole game, it is it is funny. I mean the the large amount of not storyline but talking that you hear is the narrator, and he's just cracking jokes all over the place. So the the game is funny. It. I don't know why the game or like the cutscenes don't match that. Which uh, the narrator is Chris Parnell. Uh, for anyone who knows, he, he plays the father of Rick and Morty. Um, he plays Cyril and uh, Archer. He's a big time voice actor and he's in a lot of things. But he honestly was the crown jewel of this game. He was he was actually really funny. I actually felt like he had a very good like nature documentary voice. He did. Like, he did a good job like explaining things. But then, like, would say a joke, and it's like, wait, was that a joke? I can't really tell for because he actually had a good performance of it. I didn't recognize him, but that's awesome. Oh, you did it? I thought it was so recognizable. Uh, See, I'm I had to look it up. I'm terrible with names to voices, like voice actors, unless it's like super, super obvious. But with him, I was like, I know this voice, and it drove me nuts. And I originally, I was actually I I mixed him up with was it not Adam West? That's the wrong one. Adam West is very different. But Adam um, West is dead. Well, also true. <laughs> very dead. Um, no, uh, the who's the like Fry from from Futurama? Oh. For some reason, it, it, they're very different voices still. Yeah, like yeah. they're actually not that close. But I kept thinking it was him. And then once I looked it up and I saw it was Chris Parnell, then I knew. And it also clicked with me because there's a Rick and Morty reference. Yep. If you got that, there's like a crash spaceship. And, and he actually says Gazorpazorps, yeah, which the, is it actually yeah, the alien race in Rick and Morty. So, yeah, it, it, like they did such a fantastic job with that. Like, cause, so as you go through the game, it like any open world game, collect everything under the sun. But all, one of the biggest things you're collecting are these little sightseeing events or just these little, I don't know. Yeah, little little places that you go see things, and he's just always got some like quirky little comedy for him. And like we were just talking about one of them, he references Gazorp Bazorp, and there's so many other like pop culture references that are throughout it. So I, I just uh, that's always a good laugh for me. Yeah, the uh, the collectibles in this game are actually great. Yeah, the locations that you find were hilarious. I mean, like he said, there's a ton of pop culture references. Anything that basically takes place or references the ocean, there's like a reference to. 
Cthulhu. 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 I found a Arrested Development. You find the uh, the, yeah, the, the banana the, boat. The banana, no, the, the, banana, uh, the stand. banana stand. Yep. He says there's money in the banana stand. Happy Gilmore. Uh, there's which one? There's a Happy Gilmore at the golf course. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Happy Gilmore. Uh, there's uh, even very obscurely uh, people who barely even know the movie, but Demolition Man with Wesley Snipes and Sylvester Stallone. They reference the three seashells that you use to clean yourself in the bathroom. Like completely an obscure reference. How did you know but that? Because <laughs> I, um, I loved Demolition Man. That's how I know. Yeah, I had to look it up. I had no idea. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, Rob Schneider, Sandra Bullock. It's a great movie. Come on. It, how do I not I, I know own that? it. I still don't recognize it. No, I've still never heard of it, but that cast just—I kind of—I—I kind of want to now. Wait, you guys, neither of you seen Demolition Man? No, I own Demolition Man, but I've never—I didn't get the reference. <laughs> really? No. Oh, because like, I, oh, that was like to me always the funniest part. Rob Schneider laughs at uh, Sylvester Stallone not knowing I use the three seashells. Rape his nether regions. It's very, it's very odd. <laughs> but yeah, like I loved the collectibles in this game, but as far as like the actual gameplay. How did you think of the gameplay, Dave? So, I mean, it doesn't change, and so I think that was my biggest problem with it. It was kind of like a flight simulator. Like, I guess, like, the closest I could get to it was, like, if I, like airplane fighting, but, like, melee? It was weird. But airplane it fighting? But, like, because you're, I mean, you're floating around and you're just, like, biting the fish. But it's hard to, like, orient yourself sometimes. So sometimes yeah. you just... There's no good, like, locking on mechanism or anything like that. So you just, like, bite, 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 dodge, bite. It, it, it was it was fine, but it was repetitive, I thought. I, I thought the gameplay was very shallow. There's a little C reference there. But, yeah, no, I agree. You're literally mashing right trigger because you chew. Like, that is, it's literally chew. So you just constantly mash, 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 mash. I don't know about you guys. My fingers were getting incredibly sore playing this game because mash you chew with the right trigger, but you fast swim with the left trigger. So you're constantly holding left trigger while constantly mashing right trigger. My fingers were sore just playing this game after like an hour or so. Honestly, that might it. Now that you mention it, I think that might be why I noticed I had a bruise on my finger the other day. Like I, <laughs> so I have, like I have a, a stick shift in my car and I was shifting. I was like, "Wow, that really hurt!" Look, and I have a bruise on my middle finger right at the knuckle, and I think it's from actually just sitting there slamming the right trigger into my controller for hours on end. Yeah, it's it's not great in that aspect. It's and it's and it sucks because I don't know. Playing a game is about the gameplay, yeah. and the gameplay kind of sucked. It's like it's just engaging enough where I am a sucker for progression, and in this case, evolution. You know, you're growing bigger and stronger, and it's like, so I'm just gonna get sucked into that, and I'm gonna keep upgrading my stuff, and you get these different bodies and all these things. But it kind of wasn't that fun to do <laughs> because it's it's very hard for the first like hour and a half of the game because you start out as this tiny little tiger shark, you know fresh water well we won't talk about that but <laughs> yeah i was actually curious about that too okay <laughs> you're, you're a weird mutant shark i guess it's cool that, that's i think it actually cracks a joke about it to yeah. be honest um but yeah so you start out as this little baby shark and <laughs> baby shark and then you <laughs> next thing you know you're fighting alligators who are ridiculously hard to start did, yeah. like, did you guys have a problem with those alligators yeah the beginning yeah. is the hardest part of the game which yeah. is weird <laughs> but like once you get like level four and you can start to comfortably beat the alligators, you just level up super quickly and then you can pretty well kill anything that's in your way outside of if you swam deep out into the ocean and, and fought a killer whale or something. But 
nothing like you never progress faster than you or you never outgrow your your skills i guess basically so it just gets easier yeah I, this game it was very difficult at the beginning like he said and then it just like it's just easy hill like downhill from there <laughs> until you get yeah like once you get to like the ocean or like kind of near the end you fight some more difficult boats but all right so like when i first started everything's broken up in like different biome sections so you start off in the bayou then you get into like a lagoon when you get to the lagoon is when it's really kind of like oh you're you know the rains are let loose you can do kind of your own thing you have a thing called infamy level which is basically like your wanted level but like it's like permanent i always thought that infamy level was like per section so you had like 10 infamy levels per section. So I got to infamy level nine, which was 10's the max. I got it within the first like section because it was just so easy. It was so easy to kill the people, to just grab them off the boat. And up oh, here comes the boss. The boss, you literally just grab the boss. Boss is dead. Eventually the bosses are into like a cage and you have to kind of work for them. But it was like so easy. And so I was, the max level cap is 30. I left the, the, the lagoon at like 27. So I was already at max cap by like the second area. And then like I told Keith, I'm like, I was like, wait, is this infamy like through the entire game? And Keith's like, yeah. I was like, oh, I should probably stop farming this then. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't think it was very difficult. I liked the gates though. Like I, I guess I've had like an old sort of game mechanic where, you know, oh, you can't go here, but you can come back and do it once you level up. Yeah, kind of Metroidvania. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. You can just you have to wait and you know you can do it but i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but it was i don't know it, it reminded it me kind of annoyed games. me so like it literally cut off sections saying like oh you need to be like an elder shark or a megalodon or or like just like it you had to be a specific age but you can only get up to adult until you like fought the main bad guy at a certain point like when you first go to the ocean so you're capped at the adult but then you become an elder after you beat him in a megalodon after the first fight big fight with him which is like in the fourth area. But yeah, like they would reduce you from certain areas, but there wasn't much reason. It's not like you needed to be strong enough to enter this reason. It was just, it was a gate to be a gate. And I didn't like that. I felt like it was trying to be there for a reason. Yeah, but, it but they didn't do a good job scaling the difficulty no. of the gameplay. And that's where it suffered so much because it either needed to have more levels or it's just, they're ne like if you're fighting something that's a level 45 and you're a level 30 at your cap, it should be difficult. It is not. No. It, it, it never gets harder. And so that was one of the frustrating things. But funny thing about some of the gates is not those particularly capped ones, but there are the gates into like that are separating the areas that you have to open with, like, I think they're like your electric tail or something like that. Oh, right. I never figured that out. I, I just, just jumped over them. Yeah, I found a way to jump I, over them, too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I guess I... I guess I don't need that. Yeah. I actually looked up a video for it. Yeah, I think you have to have the electric tail on and you whip and it sends out an electric beam or whatever and you can like shut the gate off. Oh. But <laughs> I just jumped over it and then I got my, my hideout and then I just fast traveled everywhere. <laughs> so like I, I never even opened them. The only reason I would have gone back and done it is if there was an achievement for it and there wasn't. There wasn't so I just, I, I didn't need it. I didn't worry about it. So yeah, that's that's a hot tip for you. One thing though, and I, I don't think you ran into this, Andrew. Dave, I don't know if you did it all, but if you are playing this game, when you're done playing it, exit the game, quit out of it before you start again. Because I found out that if you like shut off your Xbox and it does a resume when you come back onto it, the saving does not work. And I died like four times over the course of like an hour 
and lost my gameplay every single time and I kept trying until I finally quit the game and restarted it and then it started working. So just make sure when you're done playing, quit the game so you don't break the saving. Yeah, I was having issues with the autosave too. Not nearly as bad as you, Keith, but there was a couple times where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I did these things. It definitely has some issues. Mine in particular, I found, I, I was able to fix and I never had it again after I quit out. Like, like every time I would be done with the game, I just quit and then I'd reopen it fresh. So I never run into, ran into it again, but I think as a whole, there honestly are still just some saving bugs to this game that they oh. never fixed. Yeah, this game actually, I don't know, you had you guys had much issues. I had a lot of, a good amount of glitches. Uh, my biggest one was whenever a boss would come, it would do like a quick cut scene where basically just show the guy pick up a gun off the boat and maybe say something stupid. Like there's a shark over there. But either way, it would do like this weird kind of clip. And every once in a while, it would make me go into first person. Like it would literally put the camera in my shark's mouth <laughs> and there was no way to get rid of it. And it was also fixed in one location. So as I'm moving around and stuff like the camera would just be stuck facing one direction and I'd be in like first person, which was kind of funny at first, like literally seeing first person me eating people. But it was also frustrating because I'm like, I couldn't aim. I couldn't properly jump out of the water and like grab people because I'm like stuck at a fixed position. I don't know. Did you have any glitches, Dave? Oh, I mean, the game was glitchy for sure, um, but it's been out for I a year too. You didn't have that one, no. did you, Keith? No. So I'm on the Series X, so I'm curious if it's like it's just like an issue with my Series X. But I had it like a good six times, and I had to completely close the game out for it to like revert. That's. I mean, I think that's basically the only way to fix glitches in, the, in this game in particular. But um, no, I, d- I didn't encounter them. You're on the Series X, aren't you, Dave? Yeah, I'm on a Series X too, and I didn't have that one. I think I closed out on most of my games. I don't quick resume a lot of them, so. Oh, I love the quick resume. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, even on the one, just on the One X, like, you can, in most cases, unless it has to connect to a server like Madden or any EA game or something like that, like, you can just close out. I can just shut off my Xbox when I'm done, and when I'm ready to go back, I just start on my Xbox, and the game restarts up. So I thought I did that. It seemed to, to sync just fine, but no, it did not. And I should have just quit after the first try but no i kept trying and kept getting angry and almost gave up entirely yeah i will say like the thing that really kind of just disappointed me with the gameplay is like so as you said keith it's they call it a shark rpg shark pg shark pg sorry and i I thought it it just didn't do anything well you kind of unlocked some abilities but the abilities just didn't really change much i never got rid of the um sonar because the sonar was so useful at like finding items like the collectibles and like you got like sets like body parts. So you could be like electric shadow stone. I think that was really three. You had tiger, but I I didn't. I had tiger, which kind of helped you level up faster, but eh, it really is not necessary. But I thought it was like, I thought the skills and like the stuff you could equip just really didn't do much. No, I I didn't feel it mattered for actually fighting. Again, the fighting got easier as you went on. So it didn't, feel like you needed to do anything different or needed to use electricity or anything special to do anything so i guess with the gates that was something that none of us really figured out <laughs> yeah. but you didn't need to anyway <laughs> yeah you have like a like it's easy to do the gates because like you kind of have like this auto lock on which i don't know how you guys found the lock on i found it very inconsistent oh it's terrible yeah, yeah like, i largely avoided it actually if i could <laughs> yeah and, okay and i never understood they said like click the right stick to do like a hunter sensor or, or like to like focus the camera on but it wouldn't lock the camera on your target no so think, it was it was a weird feature that didn't work i think if you held the trigger and didn't release it it would work is what it was yeah, it was who wants it, to oh, hold in the right stick that's awkward 
Oh, the right stick. Yeah. For me, it was holding in the right stick, and it would oh. actually focus the camera on your target. Oh, yeah. There was something weird about that. I don't know. It, the the This is where, like, I, I understand where Dave was coming from when you were talking about it being, like, a weird flight simulator. And it's like, it's not. I mean, you're underwater. But, yeah, it was... I guess I'm just, for whatever reason, it's not like this is the first game to ever just live solely underwater, but something about being underwater all the time threw me off. I could just like float. <laughs> I, it, it, I don't know. It got weird to me. But at the same token, I. it's a good thing that the fighting was as easy as it was because otherwise I think this game would be unplayable. Yeah. It, because the auto lock on, which is, is really laughable, it's not very workable. Really all you got to do is just sit there and just mash the button until and you're shark kind of thrashes around and <laughs> and then once you hit max level there's like two things that you can't just grab and thrash to death so everything's like super easy in terms of the fighting so i i can give it a pass on that front um but yeah it, it i did think like the water jumps and all of that were very wonky oh like, yeah like yeah. it was and i think that sometimes was, you spin sometimes you don't yeah well actually i was gonna say that was one thing i was thinking about is that was the most noticeable difference between any of the different skins was the evade scale. So like you had, it did a slightly different scale for your tail whip, which again, did you, did either of you guys know that the tail whip exists or used yes. it? Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. because later on you have to grab like the explosives and throw it back at the boats with the tail whip. Did you, you not do that? You do? Yeah. That's how you break the electric generators. Oh, I just went full bore <laughs> at it. I, right. I definitely took the hard I would just swim under the boat and just chomp, 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 chomp at the little electrical generators. And then I would start to run out of health and I'd go eat a fat seal, maybe two if I was feeling really, you know, snacky. And and then I'd go back and chomp, chomp, chomp again on the electric generators until they were gone. That's, I thought that was how you did that. That's a, that's a strategy, I guess. It's <laughs> a way to play the game. I, hey, I beat the game, so I got there. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't do the tail whip. I knew it was there. I didn't use it. I, I just... I just chomp chomped everything I could. I used it early, but that was it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a little nice for stunning some of the bigger things when you had to fight them. But yeah, like I liked the bone skill because you would do this like weird spin move out of water and it was good at taking out boats. Like not that it was difficult to do. It just them boats. Yeah, it just made it a little bit more fun, I guess, because you kind of just do this weird melee attack. But that's what that's what I found the skills useful for. As much as I feel like we're complaining about the gameplay. It actually is, like, a big plus to this game because, as we said, this game is mindless. And so, like, you don't have to think much about it. So if you're definitely looking for, like, something that is mindless, like, me and Keith were talking about how we love Dynasty Warriors. Like, that's how that game is. You literally just mash a button. That's what this game is. You're just mashing right trigger. But I do think it's odd. Like, Keith said, I, I can't remember the last time I, like, hurt my hand playing the game. <laughs> the last time I remember was playing Mario Party on Nintendo 64 when you had to, like, spin the analog stick and I literally would burn the palm of my hand. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so, like, I just... This game, like its gameplay, is just so shallow and boring. But it actually is just—it's kind of a perk with it. I just—I just wish it was more. I wish they delve more into the RPG element of it, and I really wish they delve more into the comedy. Would you play a second one? Oh yeah, yeah, me too. They'll call it like person eater <laughs> or man man eaters. Well, I saw I saw a comment online where someone made a really good point. Is and I mean, it's not a new thought. We have it all the time. It, the game could just benefit from DLC. You could easily throw in like alligators or, you know, like other underwater creatures that you build up and evolve. And like, just, I don't know. I wish they had different sharks. 
Yeah, different sharks. Like, like I thought you could pick in like your breed of shark, but you're you're just a bull shark. And I thought I thought they were hinting at it because you see your shark and it has like a stats page. Like, oh, this is their speed and their strength and stuff like that. So it's like, oh, cool. Do I get to play a different shark? No, it varies slightly based on this, like the organs and the bodies you choose. But yeah, loosely, it's it it varies the way that Mario Kart varies. Like, cool, I have two <laughs> more speed points. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get screwed over by a blue shell. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> that that was how the stats were, in my opinion. I guess the only thing I would mention is, like, the how much life there is available. Like, the little fish, which made it e- I mean, we talked about how easy it made it. But, like, I mean, anything you fought, you could just basically run away, refill on life. It didn't heal. And then you run and hit it a few times. Yeah, unless, unless the hunters stopped chasing you, yeah, they wouldn't heal. So it was very easy to just kind of like constantly keep going back and picking them off one by one. That was always yeah. my strategy. Yeah. Yeah, like the apex predators or anything like that. But again, I think there was really only like two of the ten apex predators. Two of the apex predators that gave me any real issue with the alligator at the beginning. Yeah. And then maybe the the killer whale I think I had to do three or four times. It might have gotten me a, a couple of times. But Again, if you if you over level this game, which you can very easily do if you're like just trying to collect things and not paying attention, it'll just over level yourself. And then by the time I fought some of the apex predators, I could just grab them and thrash them to death. So they weren't really all that difficult. Yeah, I was really disappointed. I just uh, the boss fights were so shallow. Yeah, but I mean, as far as like even though the, like the gameplay itself was shallow, I will say I was at least for the most part impressed with the graphics. I like. <laughs> The environments I thought were pretty cool. I thought they did a really good job actually, like, designing an underwater landscape. I thought the character models were awful. Like, the humans were so weird-looking. They ranged from, like, fat, overweight hillbillies to toothless hillbillies. I like, thought there were some broskies out there. Kind of. But they, they all just were overweight, I don't know, goofy-looking humans. Which I, I think is understandable. You obviously, you're an anti-hero in this game. You're also eating humans. You don't want to be murdering, like teenagers or like really lifelike looking humans that could probably cause issues but i mean i thought the underwater environments were actually impressive (laughs) so i'm torn because i don't i think the environments you really had like three and it was like bayou nice area ocean and then some sort of combination of the two of them where like it was like kind of bayou-y with some nice areas and they like crossed over a little bit they weren't bad. Overall, underwater, I don't know. I felt like it kind of got all very samey, except for the ocean, because the ocean is like, it, it dips in a lot more places. It's just a lot more expansive because, you know, ocean. <laughs> so that made sense. But I don't know. Outside of like the underwater things that you would find, like, the, you know, like the three shells and SpongeBob's house under the sea, like that was what made it interesting under the water. But it was just kind of hazy and i know i always go back to this but sea of thieves like (laughs) if you look at the water in sea of thieves it is so good it's so perfect and this is just like eh. and then the humans not even talking about their design they're just 
glitchy and goofy all the time. Yeah. You like kind of run into them and they just flop around. They're screaming bloody murder, but they're actually not running away. They're just yeah. standing there next to you watching. You can jump up on their boat and sit there, and they won't move. I, I was it, thinking it's funny. When you actually eat the gunners of the boat, the driver's logical sense is like, well, I guess I'm going to jump out of the boat now. Yeah. I just thought that was weird. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It was very strange decisions made there. <laughs> but I like when you get on the boats or on the land, I actually... I like kind of the gore. It's not over gory, but like, I like when you're actually chomping humans, like you actually see like blood soaked on the boat or on the shores. And it's actually pretty cool. But I do agree, Keith. The water is very meh. It's not Sea of Thieves. I mean, granted, you're not, you're not seeing the top of the water too much. Most of the time you're under the water, but still meh. But like, I, I know I've complained about this in other games. Underwater is, it's a hard thing to like do well because like the light doesn't pass through. And I get that it's, like doesn't pass through water necessarily all the way especially when you're dealing with these murky bayou waters like fine i get all that but it just looks hazy f- instead of being like murky if if that makes sense yeah like it, i i don't know they just threw a smoke screen over it and we're like yeah you're underwater now yeah. but like there's no like light passing through and you're like okay i can see where like the light's hitting good here but there's a big rock that's keeping here so you have like a sh- shaded area underwater it's just all underwater is underwater but, I mean, you also can't fault. This is a small indie studio. Sure. They're um, not AAA. Like, it makes sense, but I see where you're coming from. But, yeah, I just even There's without... for improvement. Uh, yeah, even without doing... It's not a bad job. It just it did not impress me, I will say. But I thought the overall design of your shark is cool. I like the way that that changes with the body and all of that fun stuff. I thought the above water environments were pretty varied and cool. I agree with you, Keith, about underwater. It was all samey and hazy, but like above water, they had, you know, the golf course was way different than anything else that we saw in the bayou or anything else. Um, they had like a cruise ship out on the ocean and some other stuff, you know, like docks and stuff like that. I thought were different. So I thought it was cool and varied, made a different feeling. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but one thing I loved about actually with the, some of the graphic designs that they did so there's a there's no mini map, but there is a map, but it mostly just kind of shows you location of like collectibles. Uh, so it's not really easy to like figure out where you are when you're in tunnels. But I don't know if you guys noticed. I loved they did a fantastic job with um, the colors. So if you're going through a tunnel, they have like blue algae specifically showing you like, oh, you know, this is the tunnel. But they always had gold algae showing you exits. So when you're really into the caves and like you're lost because there's no mini map, just look for the gold algae and you're like, oh, that's an exit. I can go out that way. And you just follow the path that way. So I graphically, that was a really smart choice because I don't know if you guys had any issues, but that never, I never got lost once I figured that out, but they don't explain it to you. So there's a little pro tip. I didn't figure it out. (laughs) I didn't get lost to be honest. Like I just kind of headed in one direction and never, I didn't feel like I ever got lost, but um, yeah, I didn't figure that out so that's interesting good tip the underwater areas definitely do get a little more complex so i know where you're coming from andrew because there's at least one or two areas i can think of where you can enter and exit from multiple points yeah so when you get into those that's where you can be like wait did i go this way did i not go this way and at the end of the day as andrew pointed out it you always knew you at least could get out of them even if you couldn't necessarily figure out where you were going or if you were going the right way you could always get back into open water you you also too also had a fast travel too at your yeah disposal i liked the fast travel in this game yeah that's a that's another thing real quick every zone has its own home base and you can just fast travel to any of the home bases i didn't like that that was the only place you could evolve but i mean it also wasn't like too much of a hindrance yeah you kind of just evolve like 
don't know, a handful of times throughout the game. So it really ends up not being a major issue. Yeah. I don't, did you guys, I didn't feel like I was growing that big. Like by the end you become a, a well, they don't say Megalodon. They call you a mega shark. But yeah. I didn't feel like I was really that big of a beef boy. No, you're nine mil, nine meters, I think is what it tells you you are. And I think that's length. I don't know if that's actually a lot or not. I, I don't speak <laughs> metrics. I'm American, dang it. <laughs> well, even then, like at the very end, you become, you go like face to face, obviously the, the main bad guy. And you're like, only, you only seem like you're only slightly bigger than a human. The only time I actually noticed it was, like I mentioned, I was going back and I was watching a video today or a couple videos today on it. And I saw like a clip of someone when they were the baby shark. And that's where it's very noticeable. Like oh, when makes sense. <laughs> well, no, I know. And I get that. But even if I think about when I was playing it, I wasn't like by the end of it. I was like, wow, I've come so far. Yeah. I'm so much like I didn't feel like I had gotten that much bigger because of the way that it's so gradual. But when I actually looked and I was like, oh, that is a stark difference. Yeah, I can see now. But it didn't ever feel like I was. And by the end of it, you don't feel like like, yeah, you're the strongest thing in the ocean or whatever, which everything still keeps attacking. Like I, yeah. I, I proved I'm the apex here. <laughs> Leave me alone. That's how, Yeah. I kind of wish that it's like, once you got bigger than something, I wish they just stopped attacking you. There is an organ for that. Oh, there is. Yeah. It's like, if it's less than half your level or something like that, but even then that stops like the apex alligator from attacking you. Everything else ends up being like a 20 plus it. It was, I don't know. It wasn't a great system, but I don't know. Nothing really challenges you enough to be a, a bother. It's just, I don't even know where I was going with that. I lost my focus. See, like I, this is why <laughs> I wish the game went full kind of comedy because I hate that you cap at level 30. I wish this game had no cap and you, you literally could just get so big that you literally could just start munching land or like killing people. <laughs> like I was thinking this game, I was hoping this game would go kind of like Katamari Damacy. When you have a little guy rolling a ball and you get bigger adventure, you're absorbing planets. I was kind of hoping this game would do that. Like, because what I saw, like, when Dave said, like, with the cruise ship when you got on the ocean, that was my goal. I was like, oh, I hope I can, like, somehow bite the ship or something like that. Nah. And, like, that's this game should have just gone comedy. I want to be chewing the land. I want to eat Florida. Did they miss a Sharknado (laughs) reference in this? Was there not even a single Sharknado reference? No. Well, there's there's a mega shark versus giant octopus. Like, another one of goofy sci-fi movies but also too there's no baby shark reference i was expecting a baby shark yeah reference. baby shark was an easy miss maybe because this is also meant to be like an adult game and you don't want to reference a kid thing well they yeah, reference spongebob yeah adults know what baby shark is i mean even even adults without kids know what baby shark is I like you live under a rock if you don't know what baby shark is <laughs> that's all i'm saying but the other thing that i also found very repetitive is just the general sounds i got real annoyed constantly hearing some of the humans saying things like the humans, I thought like literally only had like five dialogue options, and like constantly hearing the munching of your your shark. Yeah, a lot of the sounds got a little little bit repetitive. Luckily, nothing was jarring. But like I said, at least Chris Parnell, he he definitely makes you do not want to cut off your audio in this game. Just his dialogue alone. He like this was like a celebrity hire that actually just didn't go there for a paycheck. I actually felt like he did a good job performing. Yeah, and you said it. I mean, he he could do an actual nature documentary. Like, I, I would watch a nature documentary with Chris Barnell now, <laughs> even if it was serious. But he only had a handful of lines in some of the areas, and he just heard them over and over and over again at the same time. Yeah. Some of his lines got a little repetitive, but I didn't think they were too bad. No. I wouldn't have wanted to cut off my audio. Yeah. But, yeah, they, I was like, oh, I've heard this one three, four times already. The worst repeating is whenever you were collecting the chests. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Is mm-hmm. like that's the, that's the worst of it in... Outside of that, every other collectible you get is a unique audio for it. 
and even like when you, at least the first time you eat something like he's got some cheeky little audio for the for whatever you've killed or eaten like it seemed to shake it up just enough so i liked that yeah but as far as like yeah i thought like the guns were kind of getting repetitive boat noises the people screaming they said a lot of the same lines but i mean what do you expect you're a lot of chomping <laughs> <laughs> I don't think sharks growled. Oh, Maybe I'm wrong. Keith, did you uh, did you hear the butt rock though? Uh, no, but I didn't. Know, I did catch the Nickelback reference. Oh yeah, there was a Nickelback reference. But no, uh, if you got the electric body, you had <gasps> oh, an yeah. active ability. There you go. Yeah, there you go. It just kicking some butt rock as soon as you activated it. <laughs> I heard that. I was like, Keith's gonna love this. It was a, it was a lot of chugga chugga from the guitar. <laughs> it was uh, much. Yeah, but I thought that was, it, it, it kind of made me laugh every time it kick in. Because it wouldn't, I didn't even know what the ability was really doing to me. Because <laughs> this combat was so shallow that I'm just like, I don't know. I'll, it made me real fast, it seemed. I was, it was like Sonic. It kicked I in the guitar. Just gone, Sega. <laughs> <laughs> but another, but a great thing about this game, though, I highly recommend it for Achievement Hunters. So both me and Keith thousand this game. Dave got like something a little over 200. So he didn't beat the game lame but as far as achievements go yeah this is a very easy game for achievement hunters so for time to beat you're looking between eight hours if you just do main story and about 12 hours to complete it and it doesn't take long to complete like 12 hours is not much of a long time like that's a weekend game and finding the collectibles are all very easy nothing was hard to find and the collectibles I, all of them i thought were enjoyable even like the plates Getting the license plate were the, probably the most annoying because some of those you had to jump really high for, and there wasn't much of a reward. I didn't get really get why I was getting licenses, license plates. I mean, but, I think that's just like a, I think it's like a Bayou reference. I feel like in a lot of ways, yeah. but I don't really even know why. I don't know, maybe like, alligators. Well, that was like you off. cleaning up trash, but there was so much other trash. <laughs> I didn't get. I don't know. All the other collectibles made sense. Like the location ones were funny because it was referencing pop cultures. The chest, obviously, you're getting chest of goodies. Yeah. And then it was just like, then you got license plates. And it's just like, okay. <laughs> I do think the license plates all said something slightly different. But yeah, like yeah. redneck. Yeah, they weren't like, anything like too funny. but No, yeah. Um, yeah, I but see, the that's sort of one of my gripes. And, and I guess I can get a little more into this in the wrap-up. But like once you finish the achievements, there's just nothing worth playing in this game anymore. Yeah. And it's kind of a bummer. This is where I, I, I agree with Andrew. I want more to the game. But yeah, I guess I'll save that more for the wrap-up. <laughs> The sonar was super helpful, though, for getting any of the like any of the collectibles. You could find anything by just running around in circles using your sonar. Yeah, that's why I never got rid of that ability. Yeah, because then the, the other abilities you could replace it with were just like, yeah, that's OK. I don't really care. So I never got rid of the sonar. It is funny that and this is going to sound really bad, though. A few of the collectibles were the things that I actually did look up on YouTube, though, <laughs> because there was a, like one of them in particular that I just didn't realize that there was a little hole I had to jump into slightly offshore. It's like right in front of your face, but it was just one of those things that I swam around for like a good five, 10 minutes. And I was like, you know what? I'll come back to this. And then when I went to go back to it, I was like, it's one of two things I need to do to hundred percent this game. I'm not bothering. I'm just going <laughs> to quickly look it up and I'm going to do it. But honestly, you, you can do it without looking anything up in this game, unless you're just feeling lazy like me. <laughs> yeah. So definitely check it out. If you're an achievement hunter, or an achievement eater. Oh. I think that's actually how I beat you last month because I like beat all this right at the end of the month. And oh, you beat yeah. it. I think and I beat slightly. it right at the beginning of this month. So yeah. I'm already ahead now. Yeah. So that there's your answer to that, Javier. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But yeah, so uh, getting to our final thoughts, uh, I guess I'll start here. So Man Eater for me, it's a game. It was fun. I enjoyed my time with it. It's just don't expect anything crazy. It's very shallow. It's definitely a game you just turn your brain off. Here's some funny quips from Chris Parnell making jokes about sharks or people doing dumb things. The, the story, not worth your time, honestly, which I thought was very disappointing. Um, and as Keith said, once you beat the game, you're, you're pretty much done with this game. So this is a fantastic Game Pass game. This is something I was glad I didn't drop like, you know, 50, 40, 50 bucks on. I got to play it over the weekend. Had a lot of fun. Num, 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 you know, sent my eyes to bigger ships. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the graphics are, are pretty nice. Everything about it is just very middle of the road or just not that great. I think I'm just going to give it a, a solid. No, wait, sorry. I got a, a chewy. Mm, a bitey. A, a nice morsel, bite-sized morsel 70. God, I guess it's a little stretch. I don't know. But yeah, just a 70 to me. It's just. It was fun for a weekend, but I'm okay never playing it again. Yeah, so I'm I'm absolutely going to steal Andrew on this one. And when I say that this is a perfect Game Pass game, I remember seeing this game when it came out. I thought, man, that looks like a lot of fun. Like, I I used to play a ton of just stupid, like, Feeding Frenzy, if you remember that. Like, yeah, you it was, loved Feeding Frenzy. That game was day. so much fun. And honestly, I still have it on my Xbox. And every so often, maybe every six months or so, I'll fire it up. Just because, I don't know, I like the whole, like, bite grow repeat and i was i was hoping for that but like on a realistic hyper level and it is and and in a lot of ways it really comes through on that but i was just expecting so much more from this game and what i found was i didn't really want any more of it from a time perspective i think the 12 hours was like a great amount of time to put into it but i wanted to feel like i did more in those 12 hours and maybe you could have got me to put in 15 20 hours if there was actually more to it um, but I, I don't know. It's still, it's still a lot of fun. It's super easy. It's, it's oddly relaxing, I guess, in that sense. And you can grab an easy thousand achievement score if, if that's something that you're into. So, uh, all in all, it's, it's a definitely a great game pass game. It's absolutely worth checking out, but don't, don't get upset if you don't love it and, and don't blame me at least. So, <laughs> Um, yeah, though, I'm, I'm with Andrew on that on that 70 score. I think it's good. No, I, I would give it 75. Chris Parnell is an easy bonus five points. Yeah. I'd give that to you. Did I sell you? I'm, I'm sticking to 70, but, oh. but you have a good argument with that, though. <laughs> All right. I've both stole my scores as I moved them around, but um, I thought it was a, you know, solid game. It was It's, it's a lot of fun. I'm probably going to finish it. I haven't finished it yet, like you guys said, um, but... Um, I'm enjoying it. It's the gameplay's meh, but the the comedy's worth sticking around for, and the gameplay's not hard. So I like collecting the collectibles, and it's just it's kind of relaxing and fun to play. So I'll go seventy eight. Yeah, you higher. <laughs> I did. Yeah, because you're just not burnt out enough by it yet. It'll it'll, it'll drag you down, Dave. Don't you worry. <laughs> You'll be sleeping with the fishes by the end. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> not your best okay but uh, as far as metacritic goes uh for critics it is currently at a 71 and for users it's at a 6.9 nice <laughs> and our fourth co-host did review this game and you're all thinking surely he must have called it like a fishy turd or something like that <laughs> no he actually gave it a five out this of ten. game must take place in louisiana why french quarters that's why he oh. gave it a five but he 
So in his review, his review didn't say anything that special. But no, he didn't reference anything about it, French Quarter though. But maybe no, it, it, it's implied. But it's the only reason it got anything above a two. <laughs> but yeah, he actually gave it a five. And so th- uh, this actually might be one of his highest rated games. I don't even think Plague Tale got that high. I think he gave Plague Tale a four. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's, I, I don't remember, but the shock. Yeah, it was it was oddly not even all that interesting of a of a read. It was very wordy. I, we looked at it together, and I just said, "No, that's too much." But that, the five is really all that matters, and I still can't wrap my head around that. So I think that'll do it for us. So for the most part, if you were just looking for a simple, fun weekend game, this is right up your stream. Hmm. A little better, Keith. A little better. You you had some good ones earlier. It's just you're you're kind of losing some steam here. Okay, whatever, fine. But I think that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, I just want to say thank you all so much for those who have taken the time to write us a review on Amazon or uh, iTunes. I don't know I said Amazon. Uh, we greatly appreciate getting your guys' feedback. We love hearing reviews from you guys, even the negative ones. Uh, so thank you all so much who have taken the time to give us a review. Greatly appreciate it. You guys really keep us going with this. I've been your Hardcore Gamer host, Andrew. You can find me next Xbox Live at Firebird01952 and Twitch at the same name. Follow us on Facebook as well. Sorry, Keith, I'm cutting you off before you can start. Just to remind people, follow us on Facebook because I will put pictures up of previous games that we played for the score. All right, Keith, say your magical thing. Um, I was just gonna just gonna say thanks to Dave. You know, thanks for stepping up. You know, joining the team for the week where we're going through some weird times and Andrew yeah. and Liz are trying to move and we're trying to make sure we can still keep keep putting out episodes. So Dave jumped in and it was a big help this week. So thanks, Dave. Yeah, that's yeah, all I got to say. It. Yeah. When Keith said that me and Liz are moving, more like Liz just did like 90% of the work and I just, you know, picked up big boxes and moved them. I mean, that's <laughs> that's just implied. But <laughs> So thank you very much, Liz, for moving us. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, she wasn't here this week, but she'll be back. Dave will be gone. He's out of here. No, we'll probably have Dave back in the other episodes. We're going to have some other special guests come up in the future as well. Dave, do you want to say an outro? Sure. <laughs> um, you find me on <laughs> Xbox at bag4147. That's it. He's the best dang Madden commissioner that you could ask for. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And, and if you can find a way to bump up my draft picks, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Always looking for partners on Rocket League. That's right. But thank you all so much for joining us. We hope to see you again next week. Bye. Bye.